Welcome to Sozo Church 21 Days of Prayer devotional podcast. During these 21 days, we will be praying together as a community of faith for specific topics each day, led by a member of our team. Now let's listen to today's message. Hey church, welcome back to our 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting podcast. My name is Guilherme and I just want to start by saying thank you for tuning in today. Pastor Brian Cromer, uh, our guest speaker this past weekend from Queen City Church, steered the subject of our series titled Detox into the Realm of Relationships, and he delivered a great sermon. It was encouraging, it was practical, and it was introspective. Pastor Brian led us into an examination of ourselves, and today I want to continue in this objective. I want to talk to you about forgiveness. Time and time again, we're presented with the question, is it possible to forgive? You may be thinking the answer is easy. Of course it's possible. But I must remind you today of the painful truth that for others, the answer is still undefined. And for some, it, it actually may take little to no effort to simply respond that the answer is no. Our world has shown us horrendous and despicable situations where forgiveness indeed seems like an impossible conclusion. After World War II, Holocaust survivor Simon Wiesenthal wrestled with this very question when a German Nazi requested to confess all of his evil deeds and to ask forgiveness to a Jew before he died. He writes about this in his book, The Sunflower, and it has this subtitle, On the Possibilities and Limits of Forgiveness. Another event you may recall was when the family of the Emanuel Nine victims ununanimously forgave Dylan Roof, the domestic terrorist who only days after had opened fire in Charleston's Mother Emanuel AME Church, killing nine of its congregants during a Bible study. Pastor Jason and I actually visited that church together in 2018. And standing there, I could feel the remnants of profound grief. Unfortunately, it can seem that our world functions like a broken record. There's this cycle that is tediously perpetuated and nothing seems to break its vicious repetition. The cycle goes like this. First comes betrayal and then hurt follows. After that, resentment and then non-forgiveness. Betrayal, hurt, resentment, non-forgiveness. And the cycle repeats. Typically, if repentance, uh, if repentance comes before forgiveness, it's, it's just a lot easier to forgive, right? If our perpetrators are repentant. But too often, they're not. So what do we do? Well, I think naturally we just exclude, right? When a person hurts us and doesn't acknowledge the pain they've inflicted, we just write that person off. In some cases, I think it makes sense. If they're unable to repent, well, we're unable to forgive. So we kind of agree on this like mutual enmity. But whether we realize it or not, what we're really engaging in by non-forgiving is to seek revenge. Truth be told, it can seem natural to seek revenge. Despite how convoluted and evil revenge can actually become, 
at its very core is a simple desire to restore something missing. We often see this depicted in the Psalms. Take Psalm 137, for example. The literal title is a prayer for revenge. And check out what the psalmist says in verse 7 and 8. Our Lord punished the Edomites because the day Jerusalem fell, they shouted, completely destroy the city, tear down every building. Babylon, you are doomed. This doesn't sound like the usual psalms I often hear cited at church. The kind of psalms that are lyrical, they're cited with the melodies of harps in the background. No, this sounds more like a heavy metal psalm. It sounds more like a punk rock anarchy psalm. Nevertheless, the psalmists are showing us something that is crucially important. That is our puzzlement and rage over clear injustice can be brought into the presence of God. Friend, if I can gently remind you today, forgiveness is a process. And part of that process is prophetic grief. You see, we need to be mindful, like the psalmist, not to allow our indignations to become what Reverend Otis Moss Jr. calls pathetic grief. He explains that this grief, it it causes you to be blinded by bitterness, hate, despair. It's the kind of grief that puts you in the class of the one who caused the grief. He goes on to say that pathetic grief sends you into a scale of darkness and it leaves you diminished, degraded, and in cooperation with the one who diminishes and the one who degrades. Prophetic grief, on the other hand, it's a grief that's addressed to God and it can spur action. It can spur change and it can turn pain into power. You see, revenge, even though it can seem natural at times, and even though we call it just, and I'm talking about something as simple as exclusion, it enslaves us. Hannah Arendt, one of my favorite philosophers, talks about this very thing in her book, The Human Condition. She explains that part of the spiral of vengeance is that actions cannot be undone. She calls this the predicament of irreversibility. So we're left with the question, what breaks the cycle? Well, forgiveness does. And Jesus is our best example. Jesus demonstrated on the cross how forgiveness is a free act that does not react. In a response to an unjust trial, without evidence, a conviction, to criminal death, without crime, he broke the power of the remembered past and transcended the human desire for revenge that is often gilded as a claim of justice into an embrace of both victim and perpetrator alike. Jesus demonstrated on the cross the power of forgiveness as an enthronement of true justice, not neglecting the reality of a violation, but drawing attention to human betrayal and sin, past, present, and future, 
by relinquishing retaliation. A tooth for a tooth, an eye for an eye. No more, Jesus says. Instead, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Even with such a mighty example, we often say, Father, forgive them not, for they knew exactly what they were doing. You see, the reality is we're all part of the cycle. Everyone is wounded and everyone wounds. Everyone sins and everyone is sinned against. Everyone needs to forgive and everyone needs to be forgiven. Just as sin is an innate just as sin is innate within the human condition, betrayal has solidified as a part of the human experience. You see, we betray ourselves, we betray our loved ones, our communities, and we sin against God. But on the other hand, we're also betrayed and sinned against. We're betrayed by our loved ones, by our churches, by our communities. And in a manner of speaking, some of us even feel betrayed by God. But as much as we need to be forgiven, we also need to forgive. Because everybody stands in need of forgiveness. So is it better to forgive? Mentally speaking, spiritually speaking, is it healthier to forgive? Is it wiser to forgive? I'm reluctant to answer. Because I'm not qualified to speak on your pain. And I acknowledge that your pain is real. Only you know the tears you have shed. And I'm no way trying to put a band-aid on a deep wound. Although my experiences are limited, and I don't know the extent of what you have endured, I simply want to encourage you that it is still possible to forgive. My mom once told me, Son, forgiveness is not an emotion. It's a decision. I know today was more introspective than practical, but let's take one step forward in 2021. My hope is that in these few minutes that we have shared, a spark has been ignited and that it leads you to simply contemplate forgiveness in your life. Maybe you can identify an experience that has left you feeling resentment. Maybe you have not properly, properly grieved, prophetically grieved, the realities of racial injustice in our country. Maybe you haven't reconciled with decisions that you have made in the past. Friend, God assures you today that he loves you so much. He will never walk away from you. He will never leave you. And following his precedent, we, the church, Sozo Church, have not given up on you or written you off. So let's pray. Lord, we struggle with forgiveness. We struggle to give it. We struggle to receive it. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for wiping away our sins. Thank you for erasing our wrongs. Lord, help us to let go of the shame of the past and accept a fresh start, a new day with new mercies. Help us also to extend forgiveness to others just as you have extended forgiveness to us. Even on days when it's hard, when I'm angry, when I'm hurt, when I don't see change, even then, show me how to forgive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Hey, thank you so much for joining us on these 21 days of prayer and fasting. I encourage you tune in tomorrow. It's going to be great. Thanks for listening to the Sozo Church 21 Days of Prayer devotional podcast. We hope today's message inspires you in your prayer life. Join us again tomorrow on the podcast for another encouraging message from a member of our team. 